There's a famous line uttered by Rene Descartes that says, I think, therefore I am. Extrapolating from this, another saying can be created that says, I think, therefore it is. Which basically translates as saying, if you think of something, that thing exists. But with that saying, that isn't always true, especially when it comes to that of established properties that are owned by others. That's why things such as headcanon, fan theories, and especially fan fiction is a dangerous line to tread. So it's important to tread carefully with these matters. But with that said, that shouldn't stop people from at least thinking about the subject when it comes to some of their favorite franchises. Greetings and welcome to Checkpoint Gaming. In this episode, we'll be going over some headcanon that we created for the game Gaslines Refueled. First has to do with the oil fields and refineries found upon Earth. For us, it would make sense that Mars, or at least Martian collaborators, would own and control Earth infrastructures regarding its oil fields and refineries. The reason for this has to do with the same reason why Mars has eliminated the internet from the Earth, to have control over the remaining inhabitants of the Earth. How we see it, it would be detrimental to allow Earthlings unrestricted access to oil and gasoline. Even if control is found within just a few hands of Earthlings that aren't answerable to Mars, it would be seen as detrimental to the inhabitants of Mars. This is because it could allow unchecked colonialism to occur and allow undesirables to have access to the utopia of Mars. True, there will be the occasional individual who will fall through the crack with Mars in control, but at least having Mars being in such a position will minimize this from happening. But even though there weren't gasoline guilds in place, allowing large numbers of Earthlings to easily obtain cans of gasoline will allow these individuals to stack the odds of winning gasland in their favor, even if it doesn't allow for a one-way trip to Mars. This idea can also extend to have aerospace travel and aerospace technology for allowing unrestricted access to either can allow Earthlings to obtain a backdoor to Mars, which could be used to either allow them to live on Mars or to undermine the authority and control that Mars possesses over Earth. Since there are pro-Earth people found both on Earth and Mars, preventing them undermining the totalitarian authority of Mars is within the best interest of the Rip Plants leadership. Second has to do with the listed sponsors found within Gaslands Refueled. The other sponsors, we felt that there had to be more of them found within the universe of the game than was listed within the core rulebook. Even if there saw a massive population reduction after the Martian War of Secession, there still has to be a fair amount of people found around the world. Because of this, since listed sponsors formed after the war, other groups had to have done the same in their given parts of the world. This can be seen with Africa, China, India, and mainland Europe, just to name a few. Yes, Michigan can be seen as a European sponsor since it comes from Russia, but a large part of Russia is found within Asia, not Europe, so it's possible that Andre Michigan came from Siberia or other parts of Russia that's found east of the Urals, not west of them. True, the majority of Russians live west of the Urals in the European part of the country, such as Moscow and St. Petersburg, but that's in pre-secession times. Until we get an official word on this, we can't say what part of Russia Michigan is from. But if we had to say, we're favoring him being found east of the Ural. So with all that said, we think that the listed sponsors in the game are just the major sponsors found within the game, but there are also a number of smaller sponsors in existence as well found throughout the Earth, even if they are never listed. When it comes to that of the spin-off game, the Martian Racing Federation, the same logic can be applied to the four listed sponsors, but to a lesser extent. We say this because we feel like the barrier for entry in becoming a grab racer sponsor is much greater than that found on Earth due to the greater financial investment needed to not only buy the grab racers, but also to maintain them. So unless we see Mars become even more decadent, we'll be stuck with the four listed sponsors for this given game. Third, we have the sponsor, Rusty's Bootleggers. Although it's not explicitly stated in the core rulebook, the information that is presented within it led us to conclude that it originates from Smoky Mountain, Tennessee, the United States, for the following three reasons. One, the sponsor's founder is that of Zeke Rusty. With the name of Zeke, we associate the name with the people from the South. We realize that this isn't always the case, it's more of a regional stereotyping on our part more than anything else, but that's where our cultural inclination leads us. Two, they produce moonshine, which is an activity that is typically associated with the South. And since the term bootlegger is associated with prohibition, it's not much of a stretch to connect bootlegging with moonshine, though bootlegging occurred throughout the United States during prohibition. And three, with the setting that is described in the sponsor's blurb, we interpret it as occurring within the Smoky Mountain area of Tennessee. So with that said, that is why we believe the sponsor is from Smoky Mountain, Tennessee. As you were editing the script, it led us to develop a spin-off headcanon that sees Rusty's bootleggers having a natural rivalry with the sponsor Highway Patrol. 
It stems from the history of NASCAR and it originated during Prohibition with the bootleggers and roadrunners developing vehicles that allowed them to outrun law enforcement while they were transporting their illicit substances. And since Rusty's bootleggers can be seen as the spiritual successors of the original bootleggers and roadrunners, it makes sense to us that this rivalry between them and the Highway Patrol would be found within Gaslands. Fourth, we have the sponsor Slime. For some reason, we see the city of Anarchy being located somewhere within the interior of Australia, which is commonly referred to as the Outback. But from a practical point of view, it would make more sense if it was located on or close to the coast. The reason for this are 1. Australia's major population centers are found along the coast. 2. Access to resources after the Martian Succession War would be found in these old population centers, which allow new communities to emerge from the old to find their footing. And 3. Outback is hostile in the history of preventing European migrants from establishing settlements within its barren wastes. But with that said, this Gatland had Mad Max feel to it, and the Mad Max franchise is seen as occurring within the waste of a post park up for Australia. It's not much of a leap to see anarchy found in the Australian interior. So with all that said, that is what leads us to conclude that anarchy is found within the outback. Besides, the universe of Gaslands sees humanity being able to travel to other planets, possesses grab racers, sees zombies roaming the planet, and downstairs being brought back from the dead. If all that is possible, then it can be extrapolated that settlements and even cities have been able to be established and even grow within the wastes of Australia. And besides, it's fully possible that anarchy runs rampant upon the streets of anarchy due to the poor social infrastructure found within the city. Finally, at least for this episode, we are setting the Gaslands Legacy Campaign. We know that it's said within what used to be the continental United States as seen with the phrase, they don't call this the United States of America for nothing. This phrase was the need for dinosaurs to exist within a warmer environment, at least from our current understanding of dinosaurs, and the relative ease of access to dino parks is why we're excluding Alaska and Hawaii from the equation. But that leaves a lot of land left open for this campaign to occur in. For us, we think that Gaslands Legacy occurs within the American Southwest. Although the American Southwest can include a larger geographical area, we see it as probably consisting of Arizona and New Mexico. So Gaslands Legacy will occur either in or around these two given states. And since the U.S.-Mexican border is essentially gone, this campaign can also occur within the northern area of Mexico that is found just south of Arizona and New Mexico. Hell, any border walls or related structures can even be used as part of the Gaslands program of scheduling. Can you imagine buggies, motorcycles, and performance cars revving their engines up, over, and even across these structures? That can be a sight to see. So with that said, that will conclude the first episode of ours pertaining to the NFA Cannon Gaslands Refueled. We plan on releasing future episodes on the subject as well, so keep an eye out for those episodes. These future episodes will also include fan fiction and fan theories connected with this game. But we won't limit Hit Cannon, fan fiction, and fan theories to just that of Gaslands, or we'll include other games as well. And if you have any Hit Cannon and or fan theories that you'd like to share with us, feel free to let us know, or we'd like to hear them. If you liked this episode, feel free to give a like, and if you want to stay up to date any future episodes we upload, go ahead and subscribe. You can also support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash checkpointgaming. See you in the next episode, and happy gaming.